0: Hello and welcome back. Uh, we are. This is our episode three of Under the Ginkgo Tree and today we have...
1: Um, my name is Grace Gray.
0: Uh, Grace, do you want to kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself or your profile?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'm a fourth year here at UVA. I um, technically am an in-state student from Virginia but I grew up in New Jersey, lived in New Hampshire before coming here and... Yeah.
2: Thank you all so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No problem at no. all. I, I, I've heard a lot of very interesting things about you. Shreya has also told me some <laughs> some just like wonderful tidbits about your life. What would you say is like, if like if you just say a fun fact? I would say just just to start off, what what is a fun fact that's like has happened to you that most people wouldn't have experienced within their life?
1: Whoa. Um. I think my go-to fun fact is usually that I can open a fridge with my shoulder blade because I can pop it out. Oh. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's necessarily something that's happened to me, but I mean, maybe it was just some like blessing from above.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. When when did you first figure that out? (laughs) I think I was
1: like 11. I just had a way too much time on my hands. <laughs> so like a fascination, fashion, fascination with fridges.
2: Gotcha. So. Fair. That's amazing. And at, at at UVA, what? Um, sorry to kind of stray off a little bit. But at UVA, um, because I forgot to ask this. Was my, my bad. <laughs> no, but at at UVA, what um, what associations do you have? Do you um, do you claim to be part of any group? Are you associated with any clubs? What's who are you? In that regard,
1: yeah, um, I identify strongly with the outdoors club and the climbing team. Um, I've been lucky to spend a lot of time with them over my past four years. Um, I also I I love the town of Charlottesville. Uh, I've been really lucky because I um, have worked as a teacher at an outdoor school, so it's like a forest-based elementary school um, in right in town by Ragged Reservoir. And
2: what does that what does that mean? Uh, An outdoor. Elementary school, you said? Yeah. Where, I mean, is, it's, it, is it literally just like <laughs> you're, you're doing everything but outside?
0: Pretty much. It's just all day really? okay. recess. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome.
1: I mean, I learn so much from the kids and from the teachers there every day when I'm there. I feel like I'm the student. And yeah, there's just something about being outside that I think brings out the best in the kids and in myself as well. It's-
2: do you, so are you like actually teaching these people, like these kids outside? Like, is it like sitting like on a lawn blanket? How do you function outside the full time?
1: Yeah. So the kids have these little things called sit a They're okay. like little tiny kind of like, if you imagine like a fold-out camping mat, it's like a little tiny version of that. Uh-huh. Um, and they come prepared with rain gear, extra layers. And really? We just go hiking. We play outside. Um, yeah. Honestly, they're a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is there, like, is, there edu- is it, like, kind of natural education where, like, you're learning by experiencing, or is it more, like, teach is there, like, teaching education within this?
1: Yeah, there are a few, like, different teaching pedagogies that they follow. Um, it's similar to Montessori School, if any of you are familiar. Shout out! Yeah. <laughs> are you a Montessori? <laughs> That's yeah, I'm a Montessori, yeah. That's awesome. awesome. I'm an admirer from afar. I was public school, but, gotcha, yeah. uh, Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In, and yeah, I personally like when I'm with them. I do more like nature studies, so I'm able to do more of like foraging. We collected acorns, made acorn flour oh, and pancakes, wow. and stuff like that.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. So I, I get I get the uh, the vibe now. How what years? What grades is it? Like, is it first through third or?
1: It goes actually as young as about eighteen months, um, up oh. to ten years old, oh which is gosh. like fourth grade.
2: Okay, wow. So you're like actually, um, this is. Are, do kids stay with the program the full time?
1: They do sometimes. Um, Yeah, it varies depending on each family situation, but yeah.
2: Gotcha, fair.
0: Wow. Um, So you kind of talked a little bit about Outdoors Club, and just like chatting with you five minutes before this, clearly you have such a love for the outdoors. And I'm kind of curious, how did that start, and how has that played a bigger part of your life at EVA? Mm,
1: Yeah, I think like going back, The first time I can really remember feeling connected to the outdoors is probably um, when I moved to New Hampshire as a 14 year old and was able to just like run with like reckless abandon <laughs> with, with my friends, um, on the cross country team. And we had, I, we had an amazing coach, um, track coach from Alaska named Brandon Newbold who like would take us on these crazy runs and we would just like <laughs> trespass on people's property. Like at one point some guns were like <laughs> pulled out and lots of like threats from the police and, and it was just normal. Like we would just break out into snowball fights or cover each other in mud and like (laughs) roll around and then show up to math class 30 minutes later and be like yeah that's that's how it goes (laughs) and to me like I I had never been camping I had never been hiking like a trail was kind of foreign to me I think Mm -hmm. the most trail I'd seen was like this 0.25 mile loop that goes near our like local library and that just totally opened my eyes to how much (laughs) fun it can be to be outside so
2: would you say you fell in love with running because of that
1: I think I fell in love with maybe like my wild side of running and Mm. like the way I see running now which is more of a dialogue between the trail and myself I feel interesting and before then I still loved running but it was a lot more of kind of like something I could contain and put in a box of an activity I do like almost like a box to check whereas once I was able to spend that time outside it became yeah, like a, a kind of like an active relationship with the outdoors that's constantly changing and, and growing.
2: So how does this, uh, I'm very, very interested. How does this dialogue with the trail work? Do you like, do you, uh, explain to me what what you mean by that basically? Like, are you running, uh, speeding up at different parts or are you?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like to just kind of do whatever feels good. That's what Shre- Shreya and I were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who introduced me to this concept of joyful movement. And okay. it might, it, I mean, it seems pretty straightforward. Like yeah. do do what feels joyful. And I never took it to heart until I got injured um, a few years ago. And it, it took me multiple months just to get back into running. And I was really sad and like not sure what to do. But I found out that skipping felt good. Okay. And so I would, I would just like <laughs> skip around and then like laugh uncontrollably because I was so silly and people would just laugh as they saw
0: me. And <laughs>
1: anyways, that's a very roundabout way of saying, yeah, I just love just You just do whatever feels right. Yeah. Huh. And like admiring. I, I feel like I learned so much about the outdoors. Every time I do a trail, I see something new I didn't notice before or like, I get this feeling of being very small in comparison to all the life that's around me and around us. And I just, I'm so grateful for those moments. Mm.
0: So, no, I, and I was also talking about this with Grace just like right before, but I'm going to let you tell it. But can you kind of tell us a little bit more about? why you choose to not live in the house that you are currently in during your fourth <laughs> year um fun fact about grace grace lives in a tent in her backyard <laughs> which is like crazy but please please tell us more
1: oh i would be honored yeah most nights i live in the tent there are a few nights when i go inside wow um, <laughs> and i do spend a lot of time in the house for like cooking and hanging yeah. out with my roommates and everything and then it's just that night and i'm like all right to the backyard i go
2: Wow. Um, how, how Like, can you give us the full? Like, <laughs> yeah, give us the full story of this tent and how it came about.
1: Yes, the tent itself. Her name is Biagi. <laughs> um, she's very sassy. Uh, you, my boyfriend and I bought her together when we um, started our through hike of the Appalachian Trail. Oh my god! Three and a half years ago. Um, wow! <laughs> and the through hike ended up. We cut it short because COVID hit. It was like march of 2020 when we started so we got off the trail we've since finished the trail um but in the past three and a half years we've had a lot of times to experience Biagi and all all of her time and um it's kind of funny i've i like i've lost like if she comes with two poles i lost one of them so like if you if you look out into a field of tents you can instantly tell which one's ours because
0: it's just like so funny looking <laughs> oh
1: my god um, but anyways um yeah i i've Through um, hiking the AT and being outside, I realized that I would love to just have a year where I can sleep outside as much as possible and see the gradual, really feel the gradual changing of the seasons. Mm. Um, I also have this weird fear of the cold. And I was like, (laughs) well... You know, the cold's not going away. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is a climate change, but like <laughs> it's going to be there. So maybe I should just kind of experience it more and, mm-hmm. and what better way to do that than to sleep out in it.
2: So do you like, do you like bundle up? I Cause it's gotten pretty cold some yeah. nights.
1: Yes. I have a system, um, two sleeping pads. Okay. One has since been deflating. I need to figure <laughs> that out. But, <laughs> um, and then I have a nice sleeping bag. Um, And I do bundle up and it's actually super kind of bougie because I can get all warm in the house, do my homework, like drink my little hot chocolate or tea. And then my like hike to the backyard is 10 steps. So, (laughs) yeah.
2: Do you like is there have you encountered any problems with that, like with animals or other just kind of nature elements?
1: (laughs) I have not. Well, I had, I was telling Shreya, I, had, I did have a funny night where I I knew it was probably going to rain that night. And mm. so it, it was kind of hot. So I, some nights when it's hot, I don't sleep with the rain fly on, which is just a plastic tarp that goes on top in case it's raining. And um, I kind of knew it was going to rain. So I was like half asleep already. And I just threw it on top and I threw it on top upside down. Oh. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's just plastic. It'll be fine. And I woke up in the middle of the night with like Just a full-on waterfall going down (laughs) onto my face. (laughs) I was like, wow, I had all these dreams of swimming. Now I
2: understand (laughs) why.
1: (laughs) So there have been funny moments like those. One night I did, I surprised myself out of nowhere. I got really scared one night, and I had this, like, Whole entire theory that there is this cr- this girl in the bushes like trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, it was like half dream state and half like awake. And then I think it was probably just like a squirrel. <laughs> but it took me like three hours. I was like <laughs> staring outside into the darkness for three hours. And then I was like, okay, I'm in a backyard.
2: <laughs> it's I'm, all I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so with like spending so much time around nature, have you felt like, has there been anything like qualitative or quantitative that you've noticed has, like, increased or decreased as you've kind of... Uh, this sounds a little cheesy, but I guess, like, become one with nature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. Do you mean more in, like, my observations of the outside world or, like, sure, sure, internal? Sure,
2: anything. And internal and external.
1: Hmm. Internally, I think I've, like, learned how to relax a little more because mm. I think I, I skew towards the anxious personality type and... Um, I mean, I think it's some, it's similar to what I was saying before with, with how I feel so small Mm -hmm. running in a way that makes me feel so comforted and, and very connected with just like this giant web of life around us. Um, I feel like for me when I'm outside, I can kind of have that, that nice little, I guess that's more qualitative, like that, Mm -hmm. that feeling of smallness and of just feeling like things will work out and. So much is happening in life, and really, like all I can try and do is open my eyes to the present moment as opposed to to letting myself get stressed out over like school things or other other life circumstances
2: what What started this kind of outdoorsiness I would say like like I, i've met, I've met people who are outdoorsy um, or, or like very like loving of the outside, but i've never met someone who like Loves it. It seems like to me. I've never met someone as passionate of the outside world as you are. How did this start? Like, was there an initial moment where I was like, "Oh man, I, I love sitting in, in a tent outside." Like, what, what, what made you start?
1: Hmm. I think it comes down fundamentally to me. Of like, I just love the world. <laughs> I'm just so happy to be here. <laughs> like when I'm outside, I feel like I can learn a lot about the world, mm-hmm. um, and yeah I I feel that at my center I think when I was in high school my Brandon Newbold my my running coach like he was just this crazy like strikingly new example to me of how life can be lived and like he had this like he would just show up some days and be like hey guys he had this limp and like out of nowhere and he'd be like yeah sorry, I was on this 20 miler run this morning. and I got in a fight with a beaver, but we're here now.
0: (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, it's it's possible to live a life like this.
1: So he, I think really shaped me. Um, And also being at UVA and seeing the outdoors club, there are just, I mean, in the club and also just more generally, there've been so many awesome people I've gotten to meet and like realize that there are so many different ways to relate to the outdoors and to our world and it doesn't have to be living in a tent like there are so many ways and it can be in the middle of a city as well.
0: So kind of following up on that you were talking about a web of life and interacting with nature differently. Um, One of our mutual friends Kaya was telling me that you visit a community that's like slightly outside of Charlottesville that is like very similarly connected with nature and like they just like live their life very differently and i was wondering if you would be willing to tell us a little bit more about that yes if you're comfortable though
1: it's totally is that cambia is that what she was talking about
0: um community outside of she does that like you visit a colony almost of is she talking about the the spain nudist colony Okay, well, definitely want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first one you said? Um,
1: it might be Cambia. So, okay. um, in Louisa County, just east of here, there's um, there are a group of like a few uh, in- intentional living communities. And there's one called Twin Oaks that's, I think, the largest of, of the consort consortium, if you will. Um, and they they actually they're so awesome. They have their own tofu business. You can buy their <laughs> local tofu. and um, Cambia is kind of an offshoot of Twin Oaks, um, where they focus on
0: environmental education. Kaya may have been referencing them. I'm, um, I'm kind of curious. She was like, they just like live their life outside of like the city and like disconnected from Charlottesville in a way, but they like really like they like forage for their own food and like harvest and like sell whatever they make and it
2: yeah can you can you describe the processes of uh, I I forget what type of living you said the um, intentional intentional living yeah can you describe what intentional living means
1: honestly I don't know if I could describe (laughs) it I I think the way I understand it is that I mean I think it's pretty subjective but like it it seems to me to be similar in some ways to what some would call a commune. I think there's even, like, a national, like, registry for... Oh, wow. <laughs> in, it might be for intentional communities or for communes. Um, but... Or, like, co-living might be another kind of term. Is it
2: is it, like... Are they, is it like a normal like suburban community is it i don't mean to say n- normal um but is, is it like houses is it like alternative uh, housing what is the situation like
1: that'll depend i think um in cambia specifically and i've only visited them a handful of times like i mm-hmm. um if that i i don't <laughs> want to speak for them um but they actually do a lot of eco uh, architecture and they build okay, their cool. own houses and um, and in some, like more broadly, just speaking in general terms, some intentional communities do like resource sharing where mm. they'll share their incomes. Um, but I've met some people who live in an intentional community who do income pooling and they like work for NASA as like, oh, wow. like a high, like a tech job. <laughs> oh and, um, and so like, I don't think there are any really like dis- discreet boxes you can necessarily put around.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's
0: it. please tell us about this faint nudist colony as well <laughs> I'm um, dying to hear about this
1: that was just like a bunch of strokes of luck put together where I <laughs> was very fortunate to get some money to do like an independent research project where mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was really looking at what type of research I was doing <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also lucky to um, meet some people who are just really into the naturist lifestyle which naturism is um, Is more like common in European um, settings, it's more commonly used as opposed to nudism. And Mm. the idea is like, wear what you want to, and that can be nothing or it can be everything. Um, Whereas nudism generally connotes only being naked. Right. Um, And anyway, so I was doing a study abroad, um, interning for a non uh, participatory development um, group in Morocco, and uh, my friend and I hopped on a plane and bopped up to Spain and then parted ways and I um, was able to spend about a month just like interviewing and living alongside people in these naturist settings um, along the coast of Spain and I learned so much about like what it what it can mean to relate to your body and to the outdoors and in different new and wildly accepting ways.
2: I hate to, I hate to summarize such a kind of amazing experience in such a small setting, but if you had to describe like takeaways that you had from that experience, I, I hate to put a month in a, in a, in a few <laughs> minutes, but what would you say you took away from all of those interviews and experiences?
0: Hmm.
1: I think what I really took away was like, on the one hand, inspiration for, I met so many awesome people who mm-hmm. just had great life stories and they were incredibly kind and open and like awe of like the beautiful open power of that humans can create and that humans can be with each other and secondly just this feeling of belonging um Mm. and i i don't know something about i know it might sound all like hokey pokey and stuff but (laughs) something about like just building sandcastles with a bunch of people while we're all naked and just like (laughs) (laughs) jumping in the ocean together and then talking about how we love the earth or love like food or like just random or like a music or anything it it just i feel like there there were such little barriers between us and the earth and it felt natural i never once felt objectified or Mm. preyed upon um
2: Wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it it was incredible. I was shocked the whole time. Yeah,
2: was, was there was there a transition? I guess you already are more of a I don't know if I, I'm maybe you're the wrong thing, but a naturalist, but, um, wh- like, were you just comfortable in this situation that like automatically, how did you kind of, <laughs> how did you kind of phase in? Cause if I, I know if I w- went there, I, I think it would be incredibly cool, but like, I would probably just like stand in the back, like check on the weather <laughs> while everyone, everyone's uh like building a sandcastle. I, I don't know yeah. if I could instantly go into, um, joining in on, uh, whatever they're doing. How did you do that?
1: I was terrified at first and I I was like, wow, I'm doing everything I shouldn't. I mean, I'm like, I'm a woman, I'm alone. I literally like, I don't know know if my dad's going to listen to this or not, but I was like, um met somebody online who was like you can sleep in my white van i'll pick you up and i was like <laughs> oh my God. God. there are all the boxes that i should not be checking <laughs> but somehow i am but i did i vet. i vetted this person i met mm-hmm. them on workaway so it's kind of like a good safe <laughs> site i interviewed people who had stayed with him in the past made sure i had backup plans so mm-hmm. yeah well, that's good safety is a real concern. <laughs> um <laughs> and but anyways I, I was terrified at first i didn't know how it was gonna go and yeah i, I, I can't was, imagine. I was very lucky in this instance, Um, it was actually kind of funny because when I got back I was so enamored with like the possibilities of naturist living that I convinced uh, two of my close friends and my boyfriend to drive 12 hours with me through the night from Virginia to Florida to attend <laughs> <laughs> our country's largest family-friendly nudist festival.
2: And it was- wait, 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 family? <laughs> family? Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard those family two Family-friendly as in there are like, yeah. kids
0: like, running around.
1: Um, and it was just night and day, the difference. Like, this, I, I really? think naturism in Spain, the type that I was able to experience, like, really I felt like was a way of connecting with the world and, um, and with a discreet emphasis on not on delinking sexualization from the human body whereas in Florida all those things were just mixed up in one big jumble and mm.
2: um, so it, yeah was there no um, were these people in Spain kind of so at peace that there was no like I can't imagine that there was no like, I don't know um, kind of I guess sexual tension in the air at all was was it just not that like, just like wasn't a factor at all these people were kind of just like at peace with the earth and had no kind of urges I guess I'm just thinking of how like if I had to imagine a group of naked people together I think eventually something would go down what was can, can you like explain the day-to-day what what would go on in this nat- nature society
1: yeah that's a super valid question and a really good point yeah I, I don't mean
2: I don't mean it like say like yeah all people are bad <laughs> but like uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, and I also, like, I don't think it's necessarily bad to be sexual. Like, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. so right, I think it's, just it's a different definitely thing, not, right. mm-hmm, definitely. Um, I personally did not encounter any of, like, those sexual tensions. Really? Um, okay. Not explicitly so, I would say. Um, or never, like, in an unwanted or okay, got, unwarranted gotcha. way in my direction. And I think that may have been partially a product of like where I was, because it was like a very family vacation-y type of, um, it's Vera Playa in Spain. Um, There were a lot of families there. And also, I think a place that self-selects for like a higher socioeconomic status, because a lot of people were vacationing from abroad, Mm. which is like another factor to consider um, just in like looking at the demographics of who's in that space. Um, I do think as well, I've heard, especially in France, I think there are some naturist spaces that are explicitly sexual. Right. Um, And so I think there's a wide spectrum and I just happen to find myself on the very family friendly PG side of it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because actually last episode we we encountered, I feel like um, in uh, Amsterdam, we heard of uh, some, I guess, like a little more sexual.
0: Yeah, it was like our our friend went to like this rave in the middle of the woods, I Mm -hmm. guess. And he was kind of talking about how, like, that, like, introduced him to his, like, nudist era. But it was, like, very, yeah, it was, like, very sexualized. And it was also a lot of people who were... I. I think it was like all men yeah it, it was, was like all gay men yeah mm. it's a very cool experience but <laughs> exactly very opposite sides of the spectrum that's so interesting yeah yeah I would love to talk with him
2: what <laughs> 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 was it so in in this in this society was it uh, I hate to pick on this so much but um oh, um is it like is it a specific type of people who go or is there a wide range of people who are there Like, are these all people who have already bought into this concept or are these or are there's like people who are kind of getting convinced as they go along with it?
1: I did sense that there was a bit of a spectrum of like backgrounds and attitudes and mindsets. Um, My interviews weren't that long. I usually Mm -hmm. ask like four questions just about their experiences of like, what does their body mean to them? Um, What do clothes mean to them? Like very broad questions. So I, I think there is a bit of a spectrum, but I mean, that would be a, like a fascinating question to look into in a broader scale.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so do you think your question, like your answers to those questions that you're asking changed after that experience?
1: Oh, they totally did. And it's funny, I, I started loving clothes and not in the sense of like, I want to put them on me because i feel unsafe but i was just like i think i really realized how fun it can be to express yourself through clothing and i i appreciated it in a whole new way so
0: wow hmm. wait so i'm kind of curious so you said that this was a naturist community would you classify like would you identify yourself as a naturist person much more so now and like have you met m- more people at EVA?
1: I would identify as like nature is curious. I think I have a lot to learn and very much. I'm at the beginning of my journey. Um, I've like, I've talked about it with people at UVA and they've been curious and I'm sure there are other people with experiences i've heard about these nude part naked parties which i think you <laughs> interviewed <laughs> <yesterday>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I, I think that might be like a different type of i mean there are so many different ways of relating your body to a space whether that includes clothes or not mm-hmm. um so i haven't talked in depth with anyone about it at uva i did tell my professor about it which is fun <laughs> <laughs> so, is this david did you yeah. tell david oh my god how did he react He was like, cool. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) I was like, David, you are the best professor ever.
2: (laughs) So with what I was going to ask was, but you kind of answered it is like, have you encountered has, has, or I can frame it this way. Have you has having this naturalist curious um, position on life? Has that, or frame of reference, has that kind of, um, are there any moments where you where you think back and you're like, wow, this this perspective really made me decide this way or do this thing or encounter this experience that was like it, that you really value? I mean, like at, without, within your time at UVA, how has this naturalist um, curious uh, frame of reference affected you, basically?
1: Mm, yeah, it's helped me like really sink into who I am as a person, and f- like I think there's something so special. And so, like, so there's a lot of weight to be held for just embodiment of, like, knowing that we all have bodies. And, like, it's so easy as a student to, like, I can spend hours in my head thinking about things I've read and things that are so exciting. But that experience, like, really helped me realize that there's a much more complex dialogue between mind and body than, um, than I might have really like appreciated before i'm mm-hmm. um, going into that and i think i've been able to apply that to my studies um and thinking about like when i'm interviewing people for this other project i'm doing i we do like body mapping together or mm-hmm. mindfulness exercises or yoga or walking um, and then there's also like a whole nother adjacent thing where i study food systems and like food anything food related just brings me so much joy and i feel so much like passion and excitement around it And I mean, the body is so linked with food. And um, as a teenager, I had a really troubled relationship with food. And so like being able to kind of like keep on riding that arc of defining what food means to me and like tying that into this theme of embodiment as well has been really powerful. And I felt a lot of like I think the feeling more at home in my body has helped me um, be able to like extend more compassion towards others and just better appreciate and connect with other humans.
2: Gotcha. That's wonderful. That's (laughs) really awesome. I think, um, I think a cool way to kind of wind down this episode would be, would you mind answering the four questions that you asked the other people?
1: Oh, sure. Um, so
2: what, what were the, what were the questions?
1: Okay. Well, I actually did it in Spanish. I'm going to have to translate (laughs) in my head a little bit, but I would explain who I am and, um, that I'm a student and then I would talk with them for a little bit. And I think the first one was okay.
2: Yeah. Um, you I can say. You yeah. have to translate. No, yeah, you no, can, that's okay. Also, oh, wait, why don't you just say it in Spanish first? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, accent is so bad. No, I'm no, so okay. no you're, good, you're good. Um,
1: I would say like, what does your body mean to you? Um. Wow, I don't think I ever <laughs> answered these questions. Oh my gosh, <laughs> what does my body mean to me? Oh, it's something that I cherish and i value and i don't know to what extent i can separate it from my mind or my soul um that's where i'm at so far okay do you all want to answer them too
2: <laughs> i mean um why why don't we, why don't we go through all of yours and see what see what time yeah. we're at
1: okay all right sounds good <laughs> <laughs> we can
2: yeah if, if you want us we can ask you the questions too i mean so the next one is um what is what does clothing mean to you right
1: yeah yeah Um, I mean, I think it, it can be to me, it's like a very much an expression. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also an aspect of just physical protection in a lot of ways, like um, protection against the elements. I've had multiple Mm -hmm. times when I've been out in a storm and I think the difference between me like being hypothermic and not being able to set up my tent Mm -hmm. and me making it through the night is some clothes. So, I would say clothing is protection, it's a way of expression, a way of connecting with with others and with the world.
2: Mhm. And then what are what are the final two questions? I'm very interested to see what the other two are.
0: Yeah. Um also if you want us to answer Yeah. I, if yeah, you, if, you, if you, want, you want to, no sure. I got no I I well, I was kind of just thinking about it as you were talking and I guess I've also like never really pondered like what your body means to you because your body is like a physical thing right like you can think of like what your soul but i think my body to me is like a representative of my potential or like Mm. representative of the fluidity of change in your life because your body is always changing and it's how you interact with it um that determines what you can do and how it changes so i don't know it's i'm kind of just thinking out loud but (laughs) yeah. yeah what about you michael
2: I don't know. I've um I've also recently been thinking about this. Um like um I it's a I guess a funny like meme right now, but like talking about like your body's like a flesh prism <laughs> <laughs> of, uh, of like your consciousness and I remember I remember cracking a joke to one of my roommates. I said like, "Man, I hate living in this in this like uh this prison uh, of of a of a physical like concept." Um so I don't really know if It's a very, it is a very, very hard question because, like, it obviously provides function. Um, It is the, or here, I I like this answer. It's the conduit through which my consciousness can access the world.
0: Ooh Mm, That's that's what I would
2: say.
1: That's a bar. Yeah, nice (laughs) and succinct. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. The flesh prism reminds me, have you heard the the donut theory?
2: No, I haven't. What's the? donut theory? Somebody
1: told me the other day of, like, your body, the shape is really, it's just a donut because there's a whole oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah that's probably that a sense. somewhere also <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> that's a that's a great concept okay. <laughs> anyways next time you eat a donut <laughs> oh. Oh. wait so what, what um, are these what are these two last questions
1: yes so the third question um i think it was something along, along the lines of like what draws you to nature settings yeah, something like that. Okay. Sorry, I don't remember the like No, word no, you're for word. you're good. You're um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: and yeah, if I were to answer that I think a lot of it is like to explore and experience the delinking of sexualization from one's body and like mm-hmm. in that delinking see what what space opens up for other ways to relate to one's body.
2: Gotcha. Huh. Wow. I love that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the final question? Honestly, I think I asked them if they had questions for me. Oh, gotcha. I think that was <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And then we would talk for a while. And sometimes I would interview people in towns. And so mm. I, it would be non-naturist towns. So they'd have clothes on. So then I would alter
0: my questions a bit. But
2: Gotcha. Well, that's great. Th- thank you so much for coming on today. Um, this has been a, a great experience. and I've
0: learned so much from you. I've loved it. Oh, mm-hmm. Thank you both. It's been so awesome to talk with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you for listening. Have a great day.